0: You're listening to an all-new episode of Off the Rails with Sloppy Yellow. Views and opinions expressed here reflect hardcore fan perspectives and sometimes might be factual. Be advised, this podcast may contain adult language.
1: Well, we got no Billy Bradley today, but we do have Jimmy Wags in the house. Now, Jimmy, I have listened to you and Billy and myself uh, talk back and forth via text message on the phone, wherever it may be. Um, ad nauseum about this Bubba Wallace shit, where's he going, what he's doing, all this kind of stuff. And lo and behold, Billy Bradley is not here today because he has reported to us, Jimmy Wags, that in solidarity of Bubba Wallace and his fandom, old Billy Bradley is going to go buy him a Toyota truck today. Billy, I I cannot (laughs) believe it, Wags, but you got... Billy Bradley on board with the Toyota before you even got on board with the damn Toyota. How did you pull that off, Jimmy Wags?
0: I don't know. It was, uh, it's definitely a, a shot in a prayer. Um, but, uh, <laughs> old old Billy Bradley finally comes around to the dark side, man. Um, yeah, you know, I, I'll be that first to admit that, uh, you know, I was a strong proponent of, uh, old Bubba Wallace going to the 48 car. And I'm going to be a man of my word. I was wrong. I was wrong. Um, but uh, what an opportunity uh, to bring a, a new owner into the sport, um, a minority owner into the sport with Michael Jordan and Denny Hamlin jumping on board. And uh, I'm excited, man. I, I wish you would. Uh, they haven't announced it yet. Uh, there could be a small chance, but obviously with Denny Hamlin's association with Toyota running at Joe Gibbs, it more than likely going to be a Toyota manufacturer. But, uh, um, I'm, I'm sad to see him leave the uh, Bowtie Brigade, and I know that makes uh, Rob sick to, to hear because uh, he's out uh, he's with a Ford uh, Mustang. But um, uh, I'm definitely, I'm definitely excited, man! I can't wait.
1: Well, I can tell you this, uh, Jimmy. I wasn't surprised. Listen, I, when they when they said that Michael Jordan was coming into the sport, I, I, I it didn't surprise me that he would come into the sport. I mean, Michael Jordan do whatever he wants. Big friends with Denny Hamlin. I, I, it doesn't surprise me. I didn't think there was a snowball's chance in hell he was going to buy into Richard Petty Motorsports. There's too many hands over there, anyways. Richard Petty's involved. You still got uh, Merstein or whatever his name is over there. A lot of a lot of people over there. That thing is uh, from a, a as a business owner. I'm looking at whom I want to buy. I don't want to buy Richard Petty Motorsports. I, that, that's not a good situation to be buy, buying into. Um, as I look at what is happening with, with Danny Hamlin and Michael Jordan, I have, first of all, I, I believe it is a sad state of affairs that we had to wait till 2020 to get Bubba Wallace this opportunity. Uh, yes, Bubble Wallace has stepped on his pecker a little bit, but fact of the matter is, Bubble Wallace is getting sponsorship has never made sense to me. Period. Here is a guy who is a young African American man um, that that appeals to people of all colors, all ages. I mean, I just he's very charismatic when he's not being a little pussy. He's extremely charismatic, and and he's got everything going for him in a white-dominated sport to be the only African American. I, I find it unbelievable that we couldn't get him any sponsorship. I mean, he was on the golf course doing um, uh, TikTok or uh, tweets to Domino's, trying to get some money from them. But all of a sudden, in 2020, with everything we got going on in the world, all of a sudden now, you know, we we want to make we want our conscience to to make our decision. And although I'm going to half bash the fact that, you know, we waited until this to get Bubba Wallace some, some sponsorship. I'm extremely happy to see Bubba Wallace stay in the sport. I, I what's that? I, I was gonna say I,
0: I I'll be fair, you know, uh Bubba Wallace up until, you know, I would say weeks before uh, Daytona, the last season of the playoff, he had a shot to get in top sixteen uh, you know, a long shot, you know that it was, but He's definitely he's definitely outdrove that potential of that car this season. I don't care what anybody says. Um, you know, last year I believe he finished twenty sixth or twenty eighth in points. I think it was twenty sixth. He's twenty third right now. Um, but he's definitely outdrove the performance of that car. Um and, and year over year he's gotten better in that car. So um and I I, think I even tell you, uh, there was some opportunities in his past at Rouse Ration that uh, you know, Mistakes that he made that may have cost him his ride there. I, I think a lot of that had to do with obviously sponsorship running drive there, but there were some other things um, that he admitted that may have been, uh, you know, the reason as to why uh, he didn't have that ride anymore. But if you look at Rouse's training uh, program at the time, I mean, I don't, it couldn't hang with JRM or, or or Joe Gibbs at the time. So, um, you know, he's definitely and obviously there's a lot of haters out there. You know, there's guys out there that say, you know, what has he done to deserve this opportunity? Billy um, Bradley. My thing is, he's most definitely Billy Bradley. Uh, (laughs) But at the same time, uh, you know, I think, you know, I think he's deserved this opportunity because of the the amount of, I guess you could say, exposure that he's brought uh, to the Richard Petty Motorsports brand. Um, Not only has he brought sponsors in uh, recently this year, but um, his talent on the track has has given uh sponsors um you know that uh, I guess you could say that comfortability and that you know what this guy has what it takes to get wins on Sundays. So uh, I I fully expect, you know, now a lot of people want to say, can he come out of the gate and win right away? And I and I'm gonna say absolutely not. I mean, even though it's technically not a new team, they're putting a new team together. And Rob Lowe can speak to this. It's gonna take time for but he's down to jail and find that group. He may have the same crew chief and Gary Baxter that hasn't been announced. He may have the same spotter and Freddie Pratt. We don't know yet. The team hasn't, hasn't been put down on paper yet, but, you know, there are going to be some, some ebbs and flows and some challenges to a new team. So it's going to take them some time, but when they get their stuff together, he is going to have the opportunity to win races because he's going to have the support from a manufacturer potentially in Toyota, um, to, to get the job done, so I, I I'm excited to see what happens in obviously in 2021.
1: All right, before I get to Rob, who is the only one of the three of us that um, actually knows what the hell he's talking about from the from a NASCAR standpoint, I'm gonna I'm not oh, gonna right. argue with you a ton about what you just said, Bill or Jimmy, but here's what I will say: One, I think maturity may be may be helpful to Bubba Wallace now than it wasn't in, in 2000, say, 15, 16. So maybe his, his maturity has risen. He has definitely um, been in some situations here over the last couple of years where he's had to learn and grow. And and maybe this is um, – we're, we're starting to see some of that. But I will also say, as far as his on-track performance goes, I am going to although I do think Bubba Wallace is extremely talented he's talented enough to get his ass behind that uh behind that race car and 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 he's done just enough to get up front to make it interesting but I got to believe at Richard Petty Motorsports the fact that they don't have practice is helping him fuck up less and and I say that not because I believe Bubba Wallace is the reason why he wrecked so many damn cars um, the last couple of years, but I, let's face it. Richard Cody Motorsports has not been able to put a quality car on that track. Uh, now they put a decent car on a track, but as you said, Jimmy, he is probably outperformed his equipment uh, a little bit. And I think less time in the seat uh, where they've got, pro- I mean, look, what, what they did over there at the, at the Robo when they're practicing, hell I wasn't even sure he was going to be able to, I mean, before they move some of that stuff on the back stretch, he took some hard crashes there. I think it's helped him that he's not had to practice a lot. He's gotten a mature, and I think this is probably his, to this date, this is by far his best opportunity that he's getting ready to go into number one but number two uh, this has to be and and I said I've I've bashed uh Bubba Wallace several times I'm not uh ashamed or upset or embarrassed by anything I've ever said about him. I still believe it's it's the fact but I will say this he is never ever ever going to regret the decision he made to bet on himself and to take this chance I'm happy for the guy I'm happy for anybody that takes a leap of faith and goes out there and does it. It takes balls to do it, and I'm I'm happy for the guy. Uh, Rob Lowe, yes. you've been a part of yes. this sport for a very very long time. You have been with teams that are relatively new. You've been on teams that have been around forever. Um, we don't know exactly what team Bubble Wall is going to have with him, but I've got to believe that right out of the gate is 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 either going to be good because they don't know what they don't know yet or they might struggle for a little bit. I find it hard to believe that in 2021 they're going to come out of the gate and just be hell on wheels. What does your um, uh, history with the sport tell you about this team that's getting ready to start? I mean, you've been there before, I believe. How do you think this is going to go? Okay, my first take on it will be
2: obviously you've got a – very experienced driver as part owner probably, but the minority owner. Obvious and obviously, it is going to be a Toyota tied to Gibbs, and it'll be tied to Gibbs top to bottom. Probably running, you know, running everything current that they have, getting TRD engines. Um, I think there will be growing pains to start with because there always is on a startup team. I wouldn't look. I would look for them to have quality equipment out of the gate. However, you've got to assemble a team, Mm -hmm. and that means bringing people together, and chances are a lot of these people will probably have – they know each other. They have maybe worked at different places. You know, these couple guys might have worked together over at this place. These couple guys and gals might have worked over here. But nobody has worked together. I would be willing to bet that everybody you bring in there is not an assembled unit already. Yeah. From the crew chief on down. And that will make a difference. Yeah. Now, the quality of equipment will obviously be there because it's going to be Joe Gibbs stuff, and they have great cars. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing that will have to be built will be the chemistry between Bubba and the crew team. Yeah. And that doesn't happen overnight either. Now, you will have the star power of Michael Jordan as the team owner, which will aid in sponsor. Acquisition and sponsor retention, but performance sells space on the race cars. Yeah. Now, oh. does, now I'll use it as, as, as an example. You got a name like Dale Junior. If you can't sell, if you can't like when Dale Junior's over the eighty-eight, mm. and uh, National Guard was leaving, and they were worried over Hendrick, they were worried about selling all the races.
1: Yeah.
2: And. You know, me be me, me and nuts and bolts guy, you know, on the ground mm-hmm. floor in the trenches, was like, if our marketing team and sponsor and sponsor relations people can't sell Dale Jr., then they need to get another job. <laughs>
1: yeah. Okay. Yeah. And now, yeah. That, that is an the exception almost, that proves the rule,
2: right? I mean, yeah. I mean, damn. come on now. And but he did, and while he's not a seven-time champion or what have you, performance—he was he still ran up front, and he yep. was a name in the sport. Yeah, one race is one big race. Yeah. So now Bubba doesn't have the name, doesn't have the stats. However, he also doesn't have the experience. And I go back to what you said as far as his maturity. Obviously, he's maturing year to year, and he's gaining experience on the racetrack. Mm -hmm. And there, there are times when you you see you see things happen on the racetrack with him in the forty three, and you're like, oh god, yeah, like here comes the big wreck. Yeah. But I think at each race, he matures a little bit more, a little bit more, and he's starting to understand how things work. Yeah, And it, it's when you don't learn from week to week is that that's how you get in so much trouble that, you, you know, you can't, you got to understand your race car. Yeah, And that's why you see guys like Ryan Newman, you know, Ryan doesn't wreck too many race cars. Jimmy Johnson doesn't wreck too many race cars without yeah. help. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, 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 these guys that run up front, you don't see them wreck race cars without help. Mm-hmm. And that's because they know where their car is. They know their, they know their position. They know what's going on. And they're aware of their surroundings. Now, there are times when that 43 car, and there's times when Boa has put himself in a bad spot and wrecked himself. Yeah. And that comes from experience. And he's gaining experience. Yeah. So I I, I think you'll see... I don't like, 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 I, I really think it's hard to, it's really hard to say, Oh man, right out of the gate, they're going to be awesome. It's yeah. going to take a little time, but he will be in the best equipment he's been in his career. That's for certain.
1: Yeah. And Jimmy, how many times have we seen, you know, sticking ball guy? I mean, I, I, I we talked college basketball is the same analogy, you know, the, the point guard doesn't have any damn, uh, you know, confidence in his big man to do anything. So the point guard tries to take every, tries to do too much. And, and I think some of what has gotten Bubba Wallace in trouble, Jimmy, is, you know, the last couple of years over at, you know, Richard Freddy Motorsports, he knew if he didn't get it right now, he wasn't going to get anything else, and he better stick his nose in there and try to make something happen. And that's a dangerous thing for a young driver to get into. I think he he's seen some of that, but, you know, Two years ago, I said, listen, Kevin Harvey's getting ready to go on the downside, and before this year started, I was like, yeah, I think Kevin Harvey's going to you know, win a few races and that sort of thing, but this is the age where historically he goes downhill, and uh, Rob Lopes laughed at me, and uh, what, nine race, nine win races later? Um, I'm learning a lesson here, too, that sometimes sometimes you you got to go outside of the, the normal thinking box, and just maybe... Um, Bubba Wallace has seen the, the, the last couple of years have been uh, dark and he's like, shit, man, I need to do whatever I can to get in a good position. And I got to jump at it. This might and, be what pushes him over the edge. Go ahead, Jimmy.
0: Now, and, I, and I'll say, and this comes with his maturity. Um, he has taken the opportunities for him to run well and he's done really good. Uh, but take, uh, He even said, you know, last year at Indy, uh, those guys poured every single dollar that they had when they got their new sponsorship uh from uh you know victory junction into that car. And look what he did. He went out and he ran third. Um, yeah. you know, he he's contended at at you know a tricky plate chase, which given, you know, everybody has the opportunity at a tricky play chat. But um still gotta get you know, up there. He you still gotta get to the front and long lo and behold, if it wasn't for Dan Denny Hamlin and Joey Logano, he might have damn yeah. won that that raced at Daytona a couple weeks ago. So he's taken advantage of opportunities to run well and he's run well. He ran in the top uh, ran in the top ten uh earlier this year, finished in the top ten at Bristol earlier this year. Uh he got me out on my case, but he finished he finished in, in stage one, P ten, uh at Bristol. And obviously due to a caution falling away it did, a lot of guys got trapped to lap down uh, towards the end of that race. But yeah. he ran well inside the top fifteen, uh even in in the top ten at times at Bristol uh this past weekend. So He's, he's matured and taken advantage of the opportunity where his cars are good um, to, to put himself in a position to have a good finish. It's about being consistent and doing it every day. And that separates the really, really good drivers from the bad drivers, is being consistent and putting yourself in the position to have good finishes and relying on your experience. And he's still gaining that experience. Um, and this is only going to help him as a driver, with the, like Rob said, with, with one of the teams with the best equipment. Uh, he's not going to get at the top-notch equipment I because essentially he would be a 15 from Joe Gibbs, which NASCAR says is a no-no, right? Yeah. But yeah. this is actually the best equipment he's going to have in his career. And uh, like I said, I, I'm I'm excited. I've been a lifelong Chevy fan. I always will be a lifelong Chevrolet fan. Um, but I, I'm okay with going to the dark side for a couple of years and, and, and grabbing a couple of <laughs>
1: dogs. I can Look, everybody knows I've asked the shit out of Bubba Wallace, and and if I can root for a guy like Bubba Wallace after the shit I've said about him and wish him well, I can't imagine anybody, um, you know, hoping he doesn't succeed here. Quite frankly, Michael Jordan as an owner or GM or that sort of thing has not done well. But Wallace now is walking around like he's got a big S on his chest. Um, he's, he's with Michael Jordan, for Christ's sakes he's got Denny Hamlin in his back pocket. Denny Hamlin has won a couple big races, <laughs> and, and I think Denny and, Hamlin will win the championship me, this year.
0: And to me, Dan, that, that is that is the wild card. Because it's you insane. have a guy like, you know, you have a guy like Denny Hamlin that knows the ins and out of JVR, right? Yep. He yep. knows what it takes to be a successful organization. So he's yep. going to be able to help, you know, NJ uh, and everybody else that they bring on board apply what he learned that Joe Gibbs into that team. Because Biggie not he's not just jumping in this to say, hey, you know what, I want to run a couple of years as an owner and call it quick. He wants to stay in this sport a long time. He's one of the most successful drivers in the garage. He's one of the most outspoken guys, uh, especially since Dale Jr. has left. He's been very vocal in, in the driver's council and speaks to NASCAR about certain things. So he, he wants to stay in the sport a long time. Um, and to to be able to have the brand presence of a michael jordan to to bring in sponsors to and because we all know the sport is about sponsors if they can bring in the money to put on the card you got the 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 opportunity to buy the equipment and the tools that you need to be the best and if we well, if they can if they can give it some time and 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 bubble can match you know his talent level to the to the level of his equipment look out.
1: Uh, Jimmy, I, this is all to say it's very exciting for the sport. It's very exciting for um, us as a fan. It's extremely exciting um, from a social um, uh, aspect. I, I, I'm, I'm very interested to see how this changes the dynamics of our sports. I, I hope it, it gets a lot more attention than just you know an African American driver with an African American owner doing something. I hope I hope there's something we can talk about on track. And I hope it gets yeah. a lot of young kids interested in it. And maybe we get some, you know, a, a different demographic starting to look at this sport. I, I mean,
0: to me, and to me, Dan, sorry to, to touch you That's off. Right. To me, as an African American fan, I mean, I want more people like me to enjoy this sport that I love. I've, I've known Napster Racing for over 30 years. Yeah. And from the, the day that I set my eyes on that black number three car, I was a fan for life. I heard. Uh, not to call this podcast, but on the Del Junior Download, I heard Larry McReynolds say that once you get a little bit of t- uh, racing in your blood, it's in your, it's in your system for life, and I, I will be a fan for life. So I want to be able to help people that don't know about the sport come into the sport, help them learn, help them enjoy it, and because I, I absolutely, I live and breathe And I I you know, hopefully, you know, there's going to be people from, you know, maybe NBA or the you know uh celebrity acting community that wanna come in because of MJ's involvement, that wanna involve themselves with either sponsoring, owning the car, or just experiencing the sport. Um that the act card is gonna make our sport even better.
1: Jimmy, I'll tell you this. Um living in Miami and living in Dallas, Texas, with a young son who is six foot five in the eighth fucking grade. Um, You get a lot of attention on the basketball court and on the football field. And I have been in uh, places with my son where we were the only white people in the entire gym or on the entire field because my son was a foot taller than everybody else, okay? And I can tell you this, it's awesome when you see somebody step in there for for the first time that is different because most of the time, Everybody is excited to see what we got going on here and then more and more people come out and the next thing you know It's not an issue and, and people laugh about the fact that oh, man Remember when uh, Tyler Hodgson uh, was the only white kid that would come over here and do this kind of stuff I, And then all of a sudden what happens is you break down the barriers. where like people say like um, I mean, how do we get this thing started? How do we do this man? It just happens organically, and we need that in our sport. I'm excited about it. I want to see a bunch of young kids come here and see somebody like Bubba Wallace get out of the car, shake Michael Jordan's hand. Benny Hamlin comes over, taps him on the shoulder. They talk about it after the race. That absolutely is a fantastic scene that I can't wait to, 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 to be a part of, to be quite frank. I, I, I'm very excited about that. And um, I mean, I, hey, I, I hey, real see. real yeah, real quick.
0: I, I'm, I'm sorry to be petty here at the end of the segment, but I, I got receipts because old Billy Bradley and i new tech like, there's <laughs> no way
1: in hell Michael Jordan is coming to NASCAR. Well, <laughs> That's right. Billy Bradley, you're wrong.
0: Billy oh, Br- I got
1: receipts, Billy. So uh, He's buying a Toyota for Christ's sake. Billy Bradley exactly. is drinking so the He's need a
0: little bit of humble pie, Billy Bradley, in your face. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, he's a deep shit now. All right, so let's go real quick here, Jimmy. I know you're at work. I appreciate you coming in here uh, real quick. But I, it's the rumor was broken by, um, uh, what, David Stern over there at um, uh, um, uh, Sports Business Journal that Bristol is considering putting dirt on their track for one of their races oh, next year. I, I, I done that am about ready to come unglued. Um, that we're going to do something like this. I'm all for change, as a matter of fact. Uh, shit, both you guys have been like, God damn, Dan, you're, you're out of your mind on a few of these things. I, and 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 I just can't fathom doing something like this. Now, Billy or Jimmy, uh, you guys are like step brothers. I always get you two mixed up, but is putting <laughs> dirt on the track at Bristol a good idea, Jimmy? Um.
0: Like Rod said, they've done it before. They ran some World of Outlaws races there. Um, but uh, I want I, to be as kind as I can to the people over at Speedway Motorsports, but they better not in no way help um, you. Yeah. I, I think it, my own my honest opinion, as long as I've been a fan, they messed up Bristol when they decided to change the track and they made it a multi-group track. Don't get me wrong. We've had some great races there since they changed it. Yeah. The miss the old Bristol, there was a one-wheel track. You bump guys, you use your foam horn to get them out the way, root them out the way. The bump and run was alive and well, and it was some great racing at Bristol. Um, don't do this. Please, please don't do this.
1: I, I'm Rob, sorry.
0: I, I'm not I'm not on board with that.
1: Rob, I gotta imagine that putting a car that heavy on something like that with dirt is going to be a difficult a difficult thing. I, I, I mean, I don't want to put uh, what do you feel about, uh, would you be excited to put dirt on Bristol and go race it? With what? With a dirt late car. model or a spring car? No. A cup car? <laughs> a cup car, yeah, a cup car. Hell no. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I'm glad I'm not the only one that thinks this is a dumb idea. I'd love to put a late model no. right there. I think that'd be fun as hell. Listen, this whole, oh, let's race
2: a cup car on dirt stuff, listen, you know, the the truck's stood at Doro, and it's cool, but it's a novelty and that's why it's cool. Yeah. Yeah. You put Absolutely. a truck car on there, you are opening up a whole can of worms that doesn't and, need to be opened up. And it damn sure doesn't need to happen at Bristol. Yeah. Let's be And, and
0: I'll, I'll say this, I'll add this, Rob. They have series. You can go out and watch guys run on dirt. If you want to go see guys run on dirt, if you want to go see a dirt race over the got United ch- States. Exactly. Go watch yeah. them run on dirt. Yeah. Me, personally, I don't want to see tough cars run on dirt. This, this yeah. is my, your, I don't want to see that. Want, they did that back in to, the 50s,
2: and that to, was then. But the cars were different. And the cars were yeah. different. The world was different. Yes, sir. And, and a car didn't cost a quarter million dollars to build a damn thing or $200,000 to build a damn thing.
1: Yeah.
2: Okay? No, I, if I you want to watch the dirt racing or you want to watch the cup stars and the big stars watch the dirt racing, get on Tony Stewart's button and get the prelude to the dream back. Yeah. Yeah. When when that was guys awesome. like Ron Capps were out they there and anything. Jeff Gordon and yeah. all them cats were out there racing their dirt late models and doing this mm-hmm. and doing that, didn't do that.
0: Yeah. Hey, but, may, maybe make that maybe make that your All Star weekend. I, I don't know. You know, it, obviously uh, there's rumors about Texas more freeway getting the All Star races. We all have our feelings about TMS, but maybe you make that part of your your All Star weekend. There's tough
2: guys running on a dirt track. Um, but,
0: yeah, next, no, I'm sorry. Well, you can I, do it. You I, I'm, can, I'm supposedly
2: we're going to Texas for the all-star weekend. You can have, you want to make that the all-star weekend. That could be the night before the all-star race. The guys are over there running dirt late models. I get that like Boyer has one, but you get some of these cats that, that'll put up a car for some of these dudes and you go have an exhibition or whatever, you know, 10 guys will go run dirt cars or 15 guys. And you run that the night before the all-star race in Texas, or you could do it here in Charlotte or wherever because there's dirt tracks on the yeah, property. Yeah, I agree with you. But we don't yeah. need to put cup cars on dirt, and we don't. If you want to put dirt on Bristol, put
1: damn late models on it.
2: You yeah. don't need to put. It on, yeah. Let's be honest.
1: Come on. Yeah, that would be cool as just,
2: hell. Na- now, now we're just playing around.
1: Um, yep. Speaking of Bristol and uh, Dale Jr. Uh, Segway, can we can we say Segway? Uh, the um, NTSB released, I believe, their final report on Dale Jr.'s plane crash, and they have put blame squarely on the pilot of the plane. Jimmy, did you happen to read any of the reports or anything like that by chance? I did.
0: I did, um, man. Um, so they said shocked. that uh, they said that during the landing, um, he did not use speed ba- brakes properly uh, when landing. Uh, they landed, I want to say, bounced like three or four times, and then because of, the, I guess, the velocity and the weight, and the speed at which they were traveling, obviously the landing gear failed um yeah. and caused them to you know slide off the runway. But uh just to see the pictures and just to read the information from the NTSB dude, that that is incredible. The amount of detail and the amount of information that they gave, which is, is public. You can go and look yeah. at it. I mean it's right there and yeah. To to see the pictures and to see that he survived that man. Um man that's just that was just a blessing from above man because it it was it was more than just hey we, we we ran off the runway and we crashed, and you know we got out of the plane like you can really correlate his story from the incident to what they said in the report and dude it, it could have been very different that day man very hey different. Me, I'm
1: getting goosebumps listening to what you are saying because fact of the matter is uh, today I just flew my twenty seventh of segment since May 5th of this year. So I I fly a lot commercial. I don't fly in private planes. I've been in a private plane, I think twice in my entire life. And it was about a 30 minute flight. I went from Fort Lauderdale to Chub K over in the Bahamas. And uh, I mean, we got up, we got down, we were finished. But when I read that the bounce off of the runway from the the third bounce, put them up 20 feet in the fucking air at um, 3.4 G's. And I remember Dale Jr. saying on his show that, you know, they landed a thousand times and they were just holding, they were just holding um, uh, their baby, what, Isla, they were just holding Isla and the hit like that, it is an absolute phenomenon that nobody perished in that accident, just from the hit off the runway, I yeah. mean three point four yeah. Jesus is an amazing amount of force when you're yeah. not expecting it, and it's just it's it's unbelievable to me that it's, this has happened the way it has there's you know I, listen i'm I'm glad it turned out this way yeah, I think it's it's ironic that just a couple weeks before. Dale Jr. presented the pilot of his plane with the Mountain Dew um, Award, oh, yeah. or whatever the yeah. case may be, and was on the show and all that stuff. And, and, and listen, errors happen. We don't like um, – I mean, I, I, and I'm, I'm, the NTSB said that he screwed up. I don't know any better. I've never flown a plane, don't, don't want to fly, don't care to know. All I can tell you is um, the NTSB put Dale Jr.'s pilot on point and said he screwed up. Um
0: And yeah. and and, it's and just, no, I, go ahead. I'll, I'll say this, you know, uh, not not to say that he knew he was doing anything wrong. You know, I'm sure yeah. over the course of time that we all become lax, and yeah. if we do something for as long as I'm sure his has been fine. You know, yeah. there are ways that you feel like you can shortcut things to yeah. to make you know make the travel as easy as possible for you. And mm-hmm. and you know, he may have not been doing anything malicious, which I which I wholeheartedly. Uh, um, agree with that. He, that it wasn't anything malicious, but it was just a lax on his part, which uh, obviously caused the incident. Um, hopefully, you know he's learned and, that, and he won't make that mistake in the future uh, with any other, uh, you know, people that that he may fly uh, with or um, pilot. But you know, it's uh, it's just crazy, man, to read that
1: report. And it's crazy. And I'll tell you this: I'll never forget. I, I, there was, you know, back in the early. 2000s, Rob, I'm sure you've been around this a, a million times, but Texas Motor Speedway, I mean, the you could stand outside Texas Motor Speedway on the North Tunnel and watch 40 drivers go in their golf carts as fast as they could up to the ring road because that's where the helicopters were. The helicopters yeah. would fly those guys out to, you know, Alliance Airport, and then they would, they would leave, and I asked um, Mike Davis one time, I said, hey Mike, how come Junior doesn't do that shit? He goes, um, that, you never know who's flying that damn helicopter, man, and I know it's a short flight, but junior doesn't like that. Junior likes to know who his pilot is and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. these guys are just transferring guys back and forth, and Dale doesn't want to do that, and I never thought about it like that and 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 so it's a listen, flying is. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like everything else. You can be distracted driving on the highway, all that sort of thing. This is all to say we, we knew we were lucky when uh, when we saw the crash and all that kind of stuff and, and, and that the family and the pilots and everybody got out safely. But after seeing the raw data, it, it's almost like seeing Ryan Newman's car after one of the um, <laughs> horrible crashes that man has had in his life. But after seeing that car rolled back, I mean – It's just like it just makes you go, oh my god! Well, reading that data brought me right back to kind of like you know that same thing, and and it was it was scary as hell, and it's going to be interesting to see um, uh, if anything else uh, comes out the pipe. I think that was all they they released all the reports, if I'm not mistaken. But I thought that was crazy, Jimmy. I I know you're at work and you're uh, huddled back there. You got a few more minutes?
0: Yeah, we good, Dan. Go ahead.
1: Okay, Um, so Rob, we got to talk about um uh vegas it's september it's almost october and i think you're going to be at like a hundred degrees this weekend is is that correct yep oh yeah holy shit okay rob so you're going from yeah it's warm you haven't been that warm in 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 about a month it's been it's been a while now you guys definitely went through the heat this (laughs) summer (laughs) yeah Yeah. you're good you went through the heat this summer no doubt about it we we saw drivers get out and very tough. Crew guys were were you know struggling, hydrating, and you're going out to Vegas, and it's a mile and a half. We have is, is Texas the last mile and a half? You guys were at or,
2: uh, or Kansas? Yeah, I think so. Kansas and uh, Texas
1: one was right there. Yeah, yeah.
2: Well, they, they were back to back,
1: so yeah, back to back. Yeah, so Kansas, I guess. We're going out there. It's going to be hot and slick. Um, that racetrack has produced some some good some good racing when it's been hot and slick. I'm expecting Mm -hmm. a a pretty good race out there, but how's that track do with – how's how's the track do on tires out there? What's the strategy going to be, Rob? What what can you help us out here with how the race is going to unfold this weekend? Well, let's –
2: the nuts and bolts of it are that was a pre-COVID race. Yep. You know, we had fans in the stands. We were out there for three days, you know, blah, 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 blah. (laughs) Yeah. side no.
1: Rob, that it, sounds crazy yeah. when you say, you know, we were out there for three days. I just that sounds dumb. I mean, it literally sounds weird, Jimmy, to hear him say we were out there yeah, for I a mean, whole you know, fucking weekend. You yeah, know, practice and qualifying, you
2: know, the the good old days. <laughs> yeah. Um yeah. so so we had all that going on. The temperatures were a little more mild, um and that was a part of our, you know, our our three-track West Coast trip uh now we are back and it's a playoff race first playoff race of round two um we are also on a different right side tire as uh compared to the first race this year so that's and it's a tire that we have not run anywhere else hmm. so that there there is some you, you know there's there's gonna be a little bit of
1: little Bit of science
2: thing to do there because obviously you're not going to practice on it, so you're not going to yeah. know its tendencies. I mean, we have an idea yeah. just from from tire data from Goodyear and information mm-hmm. as far as construction and compound, etc. Now, the ironic thing is <clears throat> uh, we run that tire two other times, yeah, before the year's out. Yeah. So, we're going to get we're going to build a notebook on this tire starting in Vegas. because yeah. just so happens it's going to be a million degrees and. <laughs> I, I think you're you're going to see some you're going to see some things happen in Vegas. Um, you know the funny thing the funny thing about these playoff races is it seems like that first race of the next you know the next round yeah seems like everybody is like all right I got to get mine so I can yep. move on yeah right. I got to get mine mm-hmm. um, and a, a mile and a half big arrow thing um, a lot of heat should mm-hmm. make it a little on the slick side you can run a couple grooves there. Yep. So, you know, I, I, I think you're going to see – I think you'll see some good action out there for for, for this place. The heat's so, going to add to it for sure.
0: Jimmy, so, Rob, what, I, got, I got a question for you, Rob, real quick. As a okay. tire specialist, what, what – I guess what trouble or issues could you run into with the ambient temperature being as high as it is? Because obviously the temperature of the racetrack is going to be, you know – i so will probably almost double what the ambient temperature is, just because of the amount of heat asphalt takes in. What what right. what kind of I guess what things like blister tires. Uh, what, what kind of things could you potentially see with that that the heat you guys are dealing with? Well,
2: I and this is just this is my take on it. The ambient temperature doesn't necessarily affect the tire, aside from its starting temperature, as much as it affects everything going on around it and that's where mm-hmm. the tire damage or, or tire issues come in because it, it the temperature has, obviously, you know, asphalt temperature out there will probably be an astronomical 130, 140, somewhere around mm-hmm. there, maybe even higher if it's in direct sun. Um, and plus we're starting late in the day out there. It's a 4 o'clock start, a 4 o'clock West Coast start, so it's late in the day. You've had the sun beating on that racetrack all day. Yeah. Um, and, and what happens is, is that, that manipulates the race car and the racing surface, whereas, you know, if you're tight, you might, it might make it tighter because the tires get hotter faster, yep. the asphalt hotter, and it, and it magnifies your issue. If you're loose, you'll get freer because you're burning the back tires off of it. you lose traction on that, on that end of the car, and that's where you start running into – that's what creates a lot of the tire issues is you're fighting a certain problem. Now, the new right-side tire is a dual zone, which means the inside, I would mean we'll call it third. It's probably not third. Probably inside quarter of the right-side tires is a little tougher compound than the rest, which will help it deal with heat a little bit better, will help with its wear, et cetera. But, again, we're not going to have any practice on it, and it is a new code for us,
1: so we'll see how that works out. Uh, I want to know where the hell Jimmy is getting these questions from, using words like ambient and shit like that, Jimmy. You can't be having people put questions in your ears to act. That's not fair, well, dude. I
0: mean, you know, I've been running a lot of i racing this week, and uh, Vegas is the is the race, <laughs> okay. right? So, look, look. I mean, I, I, did you I'll just tell you, say I've been doing, doing a lot of i,
2: I- racing, and that's yeah, what yeah. I love about. Yeah, and, and the thing did, is, so
0: look, this is, listen, look, and this is this is what. I totally hear what Rod is saying and even though I'm playing a video game, right? It correlates to how I feel when I'm driving the car at I racing. Uh because a lot of the, the the race uh, iRacing is on our racing run during daytime. Obviously, uh they can affect track conditions based on what they said it to you. So um I I've been all week long, man, I swear if the car is so loose, especially after you get about, I wanna say, uh six to, to uh eight laps on the on the new pair of tires it feels like you're out on ice and the car literally gets loose on you without much notice. Uh, and, and it really requires you to feather the throttle when you're in the corners um, to, to keep, you know, the car from breaking, breaking free on you. So, um, this this from you know this from my experience from from racing you know, I, I so, figured yeah, hey let me let me ask ride what he thought about that and I it totally correlates to how I feel when I'm driving and I'm-
1: I I'll tell you this I, I I'm not gonna bash you Jimmy for asking that question because I'm jealous at your eye racing that because uh, that, that's an astute as an astute feeling and and uh, my prediction for this race yeah. is that the the beginning of this race is going to be okay but I, at five thirty six o'clock out there. That's going to be the hottest part of the day is going to be between five and six o'clock out there. And I think, you know, that stage two, it might get a little squirrely and I'm looking forward to a lot of guys who can manage their tires, stay focused. We've seen, you know, Kevin Harvick, the closer we've seen him all of a sudden, you know, that last stage start flying up there. And I think if if some guys can figure out the handling, figure out the tire, figure out how it's doing there as the temperatures get a little bit cooler towards the end of that race, we might see some uh uh some some pretty some pretty fun stuff. Um, Jimmy, we're gonna let you pick first, buddy, for your um uh for the winner and the dark horse. Who you got, son? Man, I i
0: am really thinking about this for you know, the last five minutes or so and uh uh you know, my heart says, you No, know, take the short kick. Take the Kevin Harvick, take the uh you know, the Denny Hamlin. Mm-hmm. But you know what not No. I'm not gonna I'm going to take Wild Thing, Kyle Busch. Uh I okay. his his second-place finish from last week is going to have him fired up. Uh, he's and good. He's, running, he's running ball in Vegas. Uh, yeah. So, I think his second-place finish is going to have him fired up. Last week, he said in the press conference, you know what, we're probably going to be eliminated in the second round. But you know what, Kyle? He said,
2: he
1: said that in the interview. That was, that was crazy. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh,
0: he, he, I'm <laughs> picking you to win, so you won't be eliminated. I can't believe I'm kicking Kyle Busch to win it down. Right?
1: I, like, hey, you're totally literally like, right now, what is, buddy?
0: Oh my gosh, what is wrong with me? Am I sick? I have a fever.
1: I, oh, man, hey, my favorite but, Kyle Bush memory over there is getting punched by that idiot Joey Logano. I mean, come on. Well, no, he
0: punched. He punched Joey Logano. He's the one well, who punched Joey,
1: and one of them ended up. Bob, like, you were yeah, there? I you did
0: know, you, it? Ron, Were you there when that went down? Were you? Were you don't care? Roll when that happened.
1: Ah uh, yes, I was.
2: Um, <laughs> I have a funny story behind all that too, but that's for another time. For the, well, I'll, okay. I'll tell you this: uh, so, to me. Uh, the guy that was uh, the, the
1: the the guy that was with Joey Logano, uh, apparently he's country strong, as Rob says. Rob said he'd pick up a damn uh, a log and probably throw it across the road or some shit. So uh, uh, maybe that's why maybe that's why old Joey Logano felt a little froggy. And uh, decided to mix it up a little bit, but hey, taking Kyle Busch is is not a bad thing. At some point, you've got to think he's going to yeah. win. Who's your who's your exactly. dark horse?
0: Uh man, I I'll go back. This guy, uh, he ran really well there. Uh, well, I can't I can't pick him because he, he's already won a race in California. I was going to say, well, uh, you can uh, you can use Kyle
2: Busch as your dark horse, and you can pick a winner as your yes, you can. Favorite. Yes, no, you can. no, I'm
0: I'm going gonna, gonna to say I'm to say Kyle mm-hmm. Bush as my winner. I, I'm gonna go out on left field, man. I'm gonna you know, I'm not I'm gonna take I'm going to take Kurt Busch as my dark horse. Well, in that's, not that's not on no, left
1: field. No, it's not, you know, that's so I'm gonna,
0: bo- I'm, I'm, take. Gonna take, I'm gonna take both I'm gonna I'm gonna take the taking, Bush brothers. Taking Bush brothers. Yeah, I
1: I'm I taking take both
0: them. the Bush brothers. I got a Toyota and a Chevy, so let's make it Cap.
1: You balance it out a little bit. Rob, who you got, buddy? Is your winner in your dark horse? Man, I'll tell you what, um I'm gonna have to go
2: with uh I don't know. I feel like Keselowski is going to run well out there, so I'm going to go mm-hmm. with him. Nice. And uh, for the dark horse, since he picked two really good ones, Jimmy, you son of a gun, you. Um, he kind of leaves me hanging out <laughs> to dry. Uh, perhaps
1: perhaps Clint Boyer. Mm, Damn mm, it. Mm. That's who I was going to pick. ran
0: running Brentville, last week, and six. Good.
1: That's who I was going to pick. Who, who was your winner again, Rob? Uh, the two, yeah, the other two. Okay, I- I'm gonna say this: Penske runs very well out there. Joy yes, Logano, Brad Keselowski, uh, and and Ryan Blaney. I- if Ryan Blaney was still in this thing, I would pick him because I think Ryan Blaney is embarrassed. I think he's a little. you can still picking angry. Well, I don't want to. Uh, Kevin Harvick is still there for Christ's sakes. What kind of oh. idiot doesn't pick <laughs> Kevin fucking Harvick?
2: Well, I mean, uh, you know,
1: <laughs> hey, I put it on the tee for you, man. Well, that's what I'm saying. I have no choice because neither one of you guys took him. Now I have to take him or Denny Hamlin. I mean, I'm playing percentages here, so I'm taking Kevin Harvick. But it would not surprise me if Ryan Blaney wasn't up there trying to let everybody know, hey, I'm still around. and we Step out on the ledge
0: here. a little bit, Dato. Stop out on the I, ledge a little bit. I'm
1: getting ready Come to. On. You ready for let's this? See, let's let's
0: see, see a little bit. Come
1: on. Here man. is, is my, my dark horse uh, pick. Now, you've got uh, Clint Boyer as a dark horse, Rob. Um, yep, yep. You've got Kurt Busch as a uh, as a dark horse over there. I am going to take – is Eric Jones that big of a dark horse? Bold move, got mm. I mean, he hasn't won anything. He hasn't been and real he's got close. Some, and he's got something to prove because he signed anywhere. He may be out. He, he, he may be on the outside looking in here somewhere, see how all this shakes. I'm going to take Eric Jones. I don't think I've picked that kid all, all year long. I think Eric Jones is quietly
0: getting Jones ready boy. to come
1: out and do something. I'm going to take the Jones boy. I got to take Kevin Harvick, the closer. Um, we got the 18 and the one for Jimmy Wags. Jimmy we Rag. have the two and the 14 for Rob Lopes. And I am going to take the four and I am going to take the twenty as as my picks. Rob, uh, stay hydrated out there, son. It's oh, <laughs> it's sure. probably your last. Give him uh, hell, Rob.
0: Y'all y'all need a good run, man. I'm, I'm pulling yeah, for you guys. Yeah, you do. Guys, so. yeah, yeah, you do. You, I appreciate and, and
1: it. And we we there's been so much going on. We haven't had a chance to get in depth on the sixteen. We're gonna do that next week. Cause I do have a a stack of fucking questions here um, right. that, that I want to ask about uh, about over there. Jimmy Wags, I appreciate you pitching in while your boy Billy uh, yes, Billy Bradley Jimmy, goes and. I'll be enjoying that new Toyota Toyota, uh, (laughs) because, man. Hey, hey Jimmy, the second, now, Billy Bradley won't listen to this. I'm sure he won't listen to this. So, the second we all get to a race together, we got to put Bubble Wallace's number on that son of a bitch somewhere so that uh, it looks like he's fanboying, uh, 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 fangirling Bubble Wallace's new Toyota ride. uh, I'll
0: bring this up last, but potentially, maybe Coda. 21, 2021, you might right, see no. the top yellow game back together.
1: We are going to end this podcast like this. If the rumors are true and Texas Motor Speedway is getting the all-star race, which we'll save that for a rainy day, because that's about as dumb as ideas putting dirt on Bristol. But if they get an all-star race and if NASCAR goes to the circuit of the Americas uh, in 2021, there will be a hellacious, Getting the band back together, Sloppy Yellow Reunion in Austin, fucking Texas in 2021. It's happening. I've already – I reached out on Twitter, said I'm looking for interns to find a sponsorship and set shit up. I've got – Jimmy, you're not going to believe this. i got six fucking resumes for people who want to be involved in the party that is going to happen when we all get together down at the Circle okay. of Americas, I, maybe, I maybe they
0: take the house cat job. Maybe the house housecat uh, can sit back and relax and maybe well, can, <laughs> they can get all. we're gonna <laughs> hire we're do,
1: we're gonna, <laughs> the house the house mom would never do that. But, but we're gonna get him an intern as well, so that he can point okay. his finger okay. out. Yeah. he'll you know he's gonna wake up and do the dishes anyways. But we'll let yeah. we'll let his intern do the rest of the shit all day long. But mark your calendars now when they announce the race is going to be at Circuit of Americas. Do whatever you got to do legally, of course, to get your ass yeah. down there. I don't know. I have, uh, yeah,
0: that, there might be something they might try to do illegally, especially if they listen to this podcast.
1: Well, it's not out of the question. That's why I, I I use listen. I'm not an attorney, but I, I pay enough of them to uh, to keep my ass out of trouble every now <laughs> and again. So <laughs> I, I need to put that disclaimer out there, right, Rob? I mean, I, I got to put a disclaimer hey, out there. I mean, that's right. It, hey, yeah, it, it, you drink got, you responsibly. Got to
2: that's right. That's right. I gotta, I gotta yeah, drink responsibly. You know, make sure you you know water water break and all that. You know, every three drinks, you know, have a little glass water. of water. What's that? Because
0: last that. I recall, when I was on Spotty Yellow in Texas in 2017, there was not water <laughs> within sight
1: of Spotty Yellow. <laughs> no, that's, that's true. Well, I like to drink my bourbon hot, uh, uh, and um, and my and my bottles usually sticking close to the fire. But but listen, this is all to say. It's going down 2021 when we go to the Circuit of the Americas. For Jimmy Wags, thanks for pitching in, brother. I appreciate you. For Rob Lowe, be safe out there and give them hell. This is Dado. Thank you. Let's go race some hell in Vegas, boys. What do you say? Let's do it. Hell yeah. Hell yeah.